Good day, everyone. This is Matt with the Cup of Freedom. How are you doing today? Hope you're doing well. This is a, a more stripped-down version of our uh, podcast, A Cup of Freedom, where we uh, ask a question uh, and seek to uh, seek biblical answers to a question. This is our fourth uh, question of the week episode. And so I'm glad that you are joining us, just a little bit more stripped-down version, and hopefully this will benefit uh, you today. But I wanted to talk about—this is a question I get a lot as I uh, counsel and have just even in my own journey of realizing, you know, what uh, what was really at the root of my compulsion to to lust, to pornography. And so the question is, uh, is, is a porn struggle really about sex? Uh, and there's some other questions that go kind of go caveat of that, but I want to kind of break that down. Is 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 a porn struggle really about sex, and and why can't we just let go of it? Why couldn't I just let go of it? Why why does it have this strong pull on me? Uh, why does it seem to keep coming back? Right, just when I think I may have be you know have been rid of it, and then ultimately too, as a caveat of that original question is, have you ever asked yourself what's really going on beneath? your craving or your compulsion to lust and pornography? Have you ever really asked that question? So I would say this, first of all, again, uh, what I first thought, uh, first thought about this way back when was that the answer was, yes, this really is about sex. This is just, this is just, I'm not either, I'm either not getting sex in my life. So this is just a way for me to release. God made me this way. So I just need to go out and find whatever way possible to Get this release. It was all about the physical release. Well, again, as you know, on this podcast, we're going to connect the physical to the spiritual. Okay, and Paul does this uh, in Scripture as well. But we're going to connect that because it really, once I began to go on my journey, it was really about there were some core lying beliefs that I had that existed that were driving me towards this compulsion. Maybe in the beginning, it started off as a curiosity when I was a teenager. That's when it first began for me. I was a teenage, I was a teenager, and yeah, it's a curiosity. What's this all about? I've never had this. I've never seen this. I've never experienced this. This is drawing me in, right? But then the more you get into it, and the more, and then even here's when the, the clue really comes came in for me was when I was married, when I got married and was having sex all the time, and then I was still compulsively acting out with pornography. Then there was a little light bulb that came on that said, well, you know what? This might not really be about sex. At some point, there was something deeper. There was a root that my soul was going for. Instead of drinking from the living water of Christ in me as meeting those soul needs, I was still going to an outside source uh, apart from Christ, didn't know what I had in him available to me, going to this outside source to get this satisfaction of the soul to 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 and, and once i began once the spirit of god began to reveal this um these truths that was when things changed for me that i really began to realize this was a lying belief this was not really truly about sex i was going to get a deep soul need met apart from what i had available for christ so for uh you know in christ so so again there is a for you the reason why you are going to it if this is something you struggle with, okay, um, or you know someone who's struggling with this. You may be listening to this and you know someone who's struggling with this, okay. There is a deep-seated, at the root of this is a deep-seated belief, probably one or two core ones, and then a few others that go 
outside of this. There is a deep-seated belief that is the root uh, of, of this lust and attraction to porn. There's some type of deep-seated belief. Um, now, that may some of the more surface ones may be the belief of, well, I just have this high sex drive. Um, I think about it all the time. I want all, so that's 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 kind of the belief. So I, I've got to I've got to act out in some way. I've got to get it some way. I've got to get it relieved in some way. That may be kind of a, a, a surface belief, and that may be true. Obviously, when we're when we're younger and we're going through <laughs> all those bodily changes, we we recognize this, right? We see this, right? Um, there might be, you know, um, another reason. Well, you know, if I just had an, so if I just had an outlet for this, if I just had a way to, to have an outlet for this sexual desire, and we've, I've done, I've done episodes on this, right? About if I only think I have two choices, either to, to give into it or to squish the desire, then get rid of the desire. Then if those are my only two choices, then I'm going to be in trouble. But anyway, uh, we, we may also believe that we just have a lack of discipline, or a lack of willpower. I I don't have what it takes to to uh, overcome this. I don't have what it takes to. I haven't tried hard enough. I haven't. Died. I just am not strong enough. And that's actually to get to over that line. Belief is a really good place to be because you actually already realize you don't have what it takes, <laughs> and you you don't have the willpower. You don't have the strength to to overcome. And that's actually a good place to be. Uh, it may be one of these, well, if my wife would just, you know, give me some more sex, this would be, I wouldn't go to porn as much or that's a, that's a very, that's another surfacey lying belief. And it's just, you know, I used, I used a lot of these excuses and, and had some of these beliefs at times, um, myself. Um, and then there's also if there's, uh, the other one that really cuts to the core that a lot of times we don't recognize. And I, this was definitely one of mine is, uh, we just need to be more spiritual. So, so you know, I just need to be, become more spiritual, more, you know, if I, if I was reading my Bible more, praying more, doing more of something, then, um, or having more accountability or whatever that may be, then I would not have this, I could control it. I wouldn't have this compulsion for, for it or whatever. And so whatever you believe is the cause, that's okay, whatever you believe that, um, my my hope and my prayer is that you will experience some freedom by the end of this episode that you will experience some freedom in realizing that your struggle with lust and porn is really not actually about sex. It may have started off that way whenever you first went to it, but I, I it's not even the thrill of the orgasm or the release <laughs> if you will or the or even the appreciation of a woman's body or a man's body any of that. Uh, it, it involves more than just this new stimulating video or whatever that may be it's it there's a root there's a core issue just like overeating or or compulsion to go to food or or drugs or whatever is not really about the substance there's a root that you're going to it the same thing is true here and so so one of the roots is it's if it's not about sex and what is it there's there's this correlation that Paul draws to in 1 Corinthians and it's interesting that he draws this on one right before one of my favorite uh, scriptures, but in First Corinthians chapter six, he he's talking about uh, sexual immorality and and he's he's drawing this correlation between our union with Christ and the union that someone has when they have sex. And so in verse sixteen, he says, and again, I love how Paul says this. Do you not know? So in verse 
And first, let's go back and start with first fifth, uh, verse 15. It says, Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ himself? Uh, shall I then, uh, okay, let's see. So shall I then take the members of Christ and unite them with a prostitute? Never. Do you not know, sorry, repeating himself, that he who unites himself with a prostitute is one with her in body, for it is said the two shall become one flesh. But he who unites himself with the Lord is one. One with him in spirit. That's one of my favorite verses, 1 Corinthians 6.17. It's this union. Whoever unites himself with the Lord is one in spirit. You're one spirit with the Lord. But he's drawing this correlation. Again, the spiritual, we always think in the physical term, but he's drawing this correlation between the physical joining yourself to a prostitute, okay? You're joining her with one with in body, okay? Between the spiritual. What I'm really looking for is the spiritual, which is this union with Christ, which I already have. I may not know that. I already have that, but then I'm going to an outside source, i.e. pornography, prostitute, whatever that may be, to fulfill, to get this union, this oneness with uh, someone on a physical level that I already have with Christ. And what we've, I did an episode, too, about longings uh, last year when when I realized that that I'm 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 actually using I'm using a physical longing to meet only a spiritual need that Christ only can meet and I'm using this through going after pornography or a prostitute or whatever that may be I'm going to a false substitute for what I already have in Christ for what I already have available to me and so so I'm I'm taking the physical longing but I'm I'm actually relating it as a spiritual longing and so because it's actually a spiritual longing I'm using the physical to meet a spiritual need if that makes sense. So and that's never going to work especially with regards to this there are only certain longings that Christ can meet and that's why verse 17 is so important because you're united with him you already are one spirit with him and Paul's drawing this correlation between the physical and the spiritual. And so sex is just as much a spiritual mystery as this physical pleasure. He's drawing the relationship that when you have sex with someone, it's it's a union, right? It's a union. It's a it's a one flesh, as scripture is called. It's a it's a oneness to become one, just as our spirit is now joined with his spirit. Two have become one. It's one plus one equals one. It's it's that. It's he's drawing the physical example, the metaphor, if you will, of, of sexuality to draw us to the, the union, the relationship that we have with Christ. This is what we really want. This is what we really long for. And then he follows it up in verse 18 simply by saying, flee from sexual immorality. Flee from it. So that's our choice. We flee from it because, because it's, a, it's a false substitute. It's not really about sex. It's the spiritual longing of our soul to drink from what we already have in Christ, but we're going to a physical way of meeting that need versus the spiritual way of meeting the need, which is ultimately drinking from the Spirit of God in us, this union, living from the union that we have with Christ, living from His life in us. And so that's, I mean, that, that, that's so, so, much, so much a part of it that we have this, we have this, um, we have this on the physical level, we're using the physical level to meet a spiritual need, and we can't comprehend it a lot of times. So it's this, it's this spiritual mystery. G.K. Chesterton years ago wrote this, wrote this quote of saying that anyone who's 
anyone who's um, knocking at the door of a brothel is is knocking at the a door looking for God. And I'm, I'm paraphrasing that; it's not the exact phrase, but it's it's this it's 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 that it's we already have Christ in us, but we think that this physical pleasure, this physical whatever, is going to meet this need, and yet God is the only one that can truly meet this need. Uh, we are most complete, most in union, most fulfilled when we're allowing Him to meet those needs. And so so that's what it is. And so the, the other part about this, too, is that thinking about the arousal part of this is, is when now I began to discover what is it that I'm, is causing me this arousal. It's, it's when I was feeling these soul needs of of being unacceptable, being rejected, being unworthy, which were my core lies. Those were my beliefs. I didn't have some of the other beliefs that I said earlier. I did have the one about being more spiritual. I thought I was lacking something. I thought I was was uh, not spiritual enough. So because I wasn't doing all the religious things that God wanted me to do, I couldn't overcome this compulsion. That was the first part of it. And then the second part of it was just my shame-based identity of being unworthy, unacceptable, um, there was something wrong with me. All of those were what was really truly the beliefs. As I said earlier, there's a deep-seated belief that's the root of your lust and compulsion with pornography. And for me, those two, there were the two main ones. The one main one was I was unworthy, unacceptable. That was the core identity. And on the second one, I, I thought I was lacking something. I thought I was lacking something spiritually. I wasn't free. I wasn't doing all the things that God wanted me to do. And so on both those fronts... I was believing lies. And so so but then I was I began to say okay what is it that's arousing me when what is drawing me into this it's it was my experiences it was the soul needs that I was going for of acceptance worthiness uh love uh approval all of those things the and then and then those subconscious beliefs the reason why I was going to it was almost like it was like a natural reaction. Anytime I was feeling unloved, or feeling unacceptable, or feeling rejected, or experiencing that, my natural my natural arousal was to go to something that was going to give me a quick and easy acceptance, give me a quick and easy validation. And porn offered that big time, and I ate it up because it was there was nothing that was required of me. All I had to to do was just show up, if you will. And so, so it was meeting, even though it was false and fake, it was offering to meet those needs, those soul needs. Uh, and so, so think about the, from this point, have you ever thought about what, why and how you get, what arouses you and how you get, it's more than just the images on a screen. It's, it's, it's coming from the deep rooted issues of your experiences, your past experiences, maybe your present experiences, these soul needs that you're going to look to an outside source to get met. And maybe maybe validation, insecurity, worthiness, whatever those may be, and then those, and then they become these subconscious or unconscious beliefs where we're just we're just um, acting out of compulsion because because of these beliefs. We do what we do because we believe what we believe. I want to go into a series. Real, uh, next, actually, on belief systems. So this is going to be a good lead into that. So, uh, because I have those beliefs, I may not recognize them or no, no. That's why I say they're subconscious, because they're there, but I may not realize they're there. So, I'm acting on a belief system that I have that I was unworthy. So, I'm going to pornography as a cheap substitute to feed into that to meet that soul need of worthiness. 
and it provided promised a whole lot and it th- I thought it was providing a whole lot but it actually was was not uh it was actually leaving me more unworthy more shame based and it was just it was actually the thing the very thing that it was offering to do was actually the the exact opposite um and so so once you get to that that's when you begin to say okay what what is it about that maybe I'm maybe this is drawing me in because I've got these unconscious subconscious beliefs that this is going to provide this for me. So, and this is where it is the, the tension. Nobody would have ever thought or imagined that someone in, like me would have had a struggle with a twenty-year struggle with pornography. I mean, on the outside, you would have looked at me. You would have said, "This guy is a normal guy. Came from a normal middle-class family. Uh, had had parents that stayed together and loved him. Went to church all the time. Grew up in a Christian home. Had a lot of great things around him. And yet, yet." Right? There it was. There it was. It came into my life in my teenage years and it was like this twenty year compulsion. And once and once we get to the once I got to this point of realizing the tension between these beliefs, these un, these subconscious beliefs, these soul needs, my experiences of how I experienced some of these re, this rejection, unworthiness, and all of that combined into this development of a deep rooted, deep seated belief that this pornography was going to meet this need of acceptance, worthiness, validation. Once I got to that and God began to uproot that and I was like that's not true. This is this is a totally fake substitute for that. I was just I was just in this never-ending cycle of going to it and not even realizing why I was going to it. Um because that's that's the tension, right? The tension is that this porn uh, release, this looking at porn was the was the how do I say this? It was the truest experience for me at the time of 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 life, little L life. I was looking for life in all the wrong places. I had the life, capital L life of Christ in me. I didn't know how to draw from that, how to live from that. So I was going to look for life in the promises of what pornography and lust were offering me to get soul needs met instead of drawing from the abundant life of Christ in me. And so that was that was what it was. And so as as God began to show me that, reveal that to me, I realized this really is not about sex. This is really about these deep-seated beliefs that this is just the way it's going to be. I'll never be free of this. Um th- this is going to meet meet these meet these needs and it just it just leaves us thirsty, more thirsty than ever before it promises those that validation it promises the acceptance it promises the worth and i think for men i'm going to speak specifically to, you know for us as guys right now to you guys who are listening for men this is a powerful draw this is why sex is so powerful because it it promises that whether it's actual sex or even fantasy it promises that that especially with pornography, it promises this this come as you are, like like I'll accept you as you are, no need to clean yourself up. It requires nothing of us. It's the easy, quick way of coping with our life, coping with the fact that we're not comfortable, we don't know who we are. So we go to a false substitute to give us that validation, to give us that acceptance and worth. That's a powerful draw of pornography. When you realize that's what's at, what's compelling you. To go to it, it makes us feel like a man without actually requiring anything of us. We just have to show up. But yet it promises all of that and yet delivers nothing. 
Um, and so one of the other things I want to say here at the end, I've already gone too long. I was trying to make these shorter, but intimacy is a key thing with this. So when you begin to realize, and that's why the verse 17 is so important, because you have this union, you have this oneness with Christ himself. And as I began to learn what that was and know what that was, and the Spirit began to reveal that, this intimacy that I already have, sex is ultimately about intimacy. It's a physical metaphor of intimacy, but the spiritual intimacy that we have with Christ, and I know guys sometimes don't like this word intimacy, but guys, we got to get over that because there's this reality that we have this oneness with Christ, and that's meeting all of our deep spiritual needs, and we can drink from that on a soul level to experience that from our soul through our beliefs, through our thoughts, through our emotions, and then eventually through our body, which is our actions. But we can experience what's already true of us, this union, this oneness right now. We simply draw from the life of Christ in us. That's what the Spirit wants to reveal. Intimate, we, we fear it, and that's what doesn't allow us to be intimate with others because sex is ultimately is about intimacy. We can say it's about a physical release, and that, sure, it does give pleasure, and it is that. It's created as a God's good gift to us, but ultimately it's about intimacy, and so we fear it. And so what does porn do? Porn is the false intimacy. It offers us the false, come as you are, this is going to provide this. And so we're looking for, again, we're looking for life. We're looking for connection apart from Christ. And porn becomes the cheap substitute, the substitute for life, for this life that Christ offers, this union. That's what Paul says, flee from it, flee from it. Because there's going to be, when you, when you join yourself, if you physically join yourself to a prostitute or to another woman, you're going to understand the connection, the, the union, the oneness there. Whether it was a one-night stand or not, there's going to be an understanding of something that's deeper, a spiritual reality. And that's what we're really looking for, which for us in Christ, we already have. And so this porn becomes a cheap substitute for the life that Christ offers. And so, so, so... I went I went too long but that's that's really it's so it's not really about sex and have you ever so I want to leave you with this have you ever asked yourself what's really going on beneath this craving for porn is it is it a is it is it intimacy is it connection is it is it this acceptance validation worthiness because ultimately those beliefs that one one or two of those deep seated beliefs you have and a few of the others that kind of extend outward are going to be there as well, but 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 facing that, you could ha- experience more freedom today in your freedom journey by asking that question, by facing that, just in realizing, well, I need to get rid of my sexual desire, or I need, or I'm just going to give out, screw it, I'm just going to give into it anyway. You you would have fa- have more benefit engaging the Lord in realizing what's really going on beneath this compulsion to pornography. What is the root, Lord? What is this? What is this validation? It's it's more often than not, the habits that we can't seem to overcome come from this tension in our relational world, in our circumstantial world, in our emotional world that we can't seem to reconcile. And so porn offers this, this reconciliation for us, if you will, and that's the truest, deepest experience of life that we have. We're, we don't know how to taste and see what God's offered to us. And so once we begin to realize that, that we begin to drink the living water and it tastes so, so good, we realize that porn is a cheap, salty substitute that will just leave us more and more thirsty. And we have the wellspring of his life in us that we can drink from this very moment that will quench that soul thirst. 
that's when what's what happens what has already happened to us and our spirit begins to 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 bleed out into our soul and we experience this union we experience this oneness god begins to replace those lying beliefs with the truth that matt you're already one spirit with me you've got the life of me in you you've got everything you need for life and godliness right now so now enjoy this as a gift you don't need to go to this cheap substitute it's always more it's always about not just saying no to pornography but saying yes to the life you already have in Christ that's when you're going to begin to experience experience what you already have and so it's not really about sex it's about a it's about a pursuit of life apart from Christ and and I I'm, I pray for you on the journey because I know it's tough. I know it's a challenge. Stay with it. Don't give up on it. God is not giving up on you. Uh, and realize, engage God with this. Go to that deeper level of what is it? What is it that I'm going to? Why is it? Why is it I'm compulsively going to this when I have everything I need right now in Christ? Well, I hope that encourages you. Please reach out to us. We do offer one-on-one coaching if you that's something you would like to pursue. Uh, we do offer that. Please reach out to us. Our, our contact information will be in the description of this podcast. So as we say here at this podcast, Cup of Freedom, come as you are and find freedom. We'll talk to you next time.